This podcast is brought to you by real-life captioned eroticas. Check the link in the description for the sexy, visualized stories of your dreams. Today's episode is brought to you by Sexy Steamy Sex Story Podcast. Short sex stories, bite-sized story. For the ones in a rush, link in the description. and Check them out for a quick smile to your face. Welcome to my friend's Erotic Stories Podcast, Reddit's Best Erotica, where we listen to the best erotica from our friends online. Relax as you spice up your day-to-day lives with a little bit of naughtiness. Our girl of the story, Amanda Nicole. Check her Instagram linked below while listening to the story. The next story is posted by user Exploding Head Girl One from R slash Erotica. The title of this post is A Good Mormon Girl Breaks the Law of Chastity. Sit back and enjoy the story. Kenzie was the quintessential Mormon girl in her senior year of high school. Her four younger siblings looked up to her. She read all of her scriptures, was top of the class in seminary and she was successful in school. Varsity volleyball and track, beloved by her AP teachers, amicable, attractive but not necessarily prom queen bee. She was a quiet, introverted sort, but she had many good friends and acquaintances. Despite all her accomplishments, she really liked to rid in her room to unwind whenever her busy schedule allowed and use her secret, not for brushing teeth vibrating Sonicare toothbrush in her bedside drawer, The truth was that Kenzie loved to rid her smutty, anime and Victorian-inspired fanfiction online. She had her own laptop and knew how to bypass the parental controls. Mormons are forbidden from masturbating. The boys have it hard enough. They usually get caught watching porn on their family computer. Not quite so conscientious. Kenzie had never intentionally watched porn. She found it was better to let her mind be its own casting, set designer, choreographer and such. Last year her mother had taken her on a mother-daughter outing, just the two of them, to see Phantom of the Opera on Broadway. And, well, there were writers on the internet braver and likely more sinful than her that were more than happy to write and expand upon the dark themes of that musical. They wrote very provocative and hot stories, and reading those stories marked the first time Kenzie would feel a heavy ache deep in the base of her pelvis. She wondered if that was what being turned on was. She justified reading the erotica. It's not actual pornography. It was okay. Plus, plus thrusting the secret vibrating toothbrush deep inside her vagina and over her clit helped her know her own anatomy. Knowing your anatomy wasn't sinful. Right? God wants us to know our bodies. It's science. Yeah, yeah. And like she had been told her whole life, she was a special child of God. We were supposed to claim ownership over our bodies. A gift from God. She could rationalize this. In the Mormon church structure, all youth from the ages of 12 minus 18 are required to meet with their bishop. This man was the head of a ward or group meeting assignment of about 200 minus 300 people based on geography and neighborhood. Bishops lead worthiness interviews annually to evaluate whether adolescent human beings conduct themselves at a high enough standard to go to the temple and perform the holy rites of Mormonism. These questions range from do you abstain from alcohol to do you believe in God and in his son Jesus Christ and in the Holy Ghost. 
Sexual purity is also a matter discussed. Of course, masturbation and impure thoughts are things to be discussed with your bishop. One-on-one, an adult man in a private room with a young man or young woman. The content of the questions is left up to the discretion on the bishop or other presiding authority in the room. Whenever it was time for Kenzie's worthiness interview, she wasn't concerned or nervous. Her bishop, Brother Jay, was an amicable, respectable person. She had all her worthiness interviews with him and he was always encouraging of her scholarly success and community involvement. He didn't pry. He trusted Kenzie and she respected his judgment and the way he conducted these interviews. When matter of sexual impurity were brought up, he asked, do keep the law of chastity. She said yes, and that was always the end of it. Next question about drinking tea or coffee. It was the day of her worthiness interview. Sunday, 3.02 p.m. Kenzie knocks on the bishop's office door. Kenzie, come in. It was a voice vaguely familiar, but not Brother J. Brother W. Kenzie narrowed her eyes slightly in confusion. She was caught off guard. Brother W. was the first counselor of the leadership in the ward. Basically, the VP, second in command. Yes, I will be conducting interviews today since Brother J. is sick. Oh, um, okay. She has never really interacted with Brother W. much before. Sometimes she saw him in the hallways. He seemed social, confident, but she was drawing a blank on a memory of any substantive interaction or conversation. Brother W gestured toward the seat, and Kenzie went and sat down in the leather chair in front of his desk. He took the corresponding seat in front of her. He sat down with a nonchalance and comfort that was perhaps inappropriate. Brother J seemed to treat the space as just another day in the office. Brother W sat down and was almost domineering, smirking, to comfortable. But why? Kenzie became very aware of the dress she was wearing. She was wearing a jade meaty dress. Bold colors were fun. They complemented her golden hair and ivory skin. The bodice was silk and gave way to three-quarters lace sleeves, and her waist was accentuated. From the waist down, the dress was shaped concealing tulled down to below her knees. Mormon approved modesty with a big green check mark. Nothing wrong. But why was she so self-conscious all of a sudden? Kenzie, you're doing well. Your youth group leaders speak well of you and say you're applying to BYU. How's senior year going? Good. Just a lot of essays. Studying a lot. I'm pretty busy. Why is my voice so thready and pathetic? Excellent. What are you going to major in? Biotech. Maybe computer programming. I'm not sure yet. You know you're set on genetic engineering. Why are you being so sheepish? Yes, intelligent girl. Going to conquer the world. Find a bright returned missionary. Raise a family in a home filled with the love of Christ. You've always been such a good girl. Kenzie shuddered. That hot, blue fire achy pelvic floor ache. Like she feels when reading her dirty fan fiction. Her cheeks were bleeding rose water too. Now, she thanked Brother W quietly. Now, I know you're familiar with this process. Kenzie, looking at the records, you have always successfully received your temple recommend. You perform your temple rites dutifully. I am sure this won't take too long, and you can go enjoy the rest of your Sunday. Let's begin. Do you believe God the Eternal Father, and in His Son Jesus Christ, and in the Holy Ghost? She nodded, a bit too mechanically. Do you have a testimony of the atonement of Christ, and of His role as Savior and Redeemer? 
Another nod, her focus suddenly very invested in one of the pens on the desk. Do you have a testimony of the restoration of the gospel in these? The latter days? Yes, of course. Kenzie's bodice was confining. Do you keep the law of chastity? She looked up at him with what felt like the first time. She had actually gazed at him in locked eyes. Forest green eyes. Raven hair. He was peering into her with a razor knife. Precision. Yes. Yes. He tilted his head ever so slightly. She nodded and knew she was blinking too much. She was lying. Kenzie, have you ever touched yourself? Well, what? How? I know. What? What do you mean? Have you ever? Partican in pornography. Felt sinful urges. Touched yourself inappropriately. I don't mean just washing yourself. In the shower for the sake of hygiene. Smartphones, social media, the internet. It's easy to get distracted by the adversary. The devil. He is more clever than God's children. I know that many efforts are taken on behalf of the young men against the scourge of pornography. But, you know Kenzie, you're 18, about to go to college. Women are also susceptible to temptation. In fact, women can perhaps fall prey to more insidious temptations. A woman's temptation manifests in a variety of forms that are perplexing to most men. Kenzie was breathing too quickly. His smirk was deepening, and she felt her hands get sweaty and her clitoris throb. Kenzie, I think you should be honest with me. I want to make sure you remain chaste. Help rid you of any impure thoughts before you go to BYU. You can trust me, he smiled. A knowing smile. This wasn't the smile of an innocuous man. This was a smile of someone who saw through down to her very core. His back straightened, and he leaned back into his chair, hands crossed. His smile become positively taunting. So, again, I asked Kenzie, do you keep the law of chastity? Part 2. So, again, I asked Kenzie, do you keep the law of chastity? Once, a few months prior, Kenzie had been home by herself for one hour on a Friday night. All alone upstairs, her siblings had other activities and her parents were on a date. This is an ancient longing, a feeling that must be ignored until the right time, lest she was a woman. Blonde, curly hair, impossibly small waist, supporting the top of the hourglass. The moon was always the keeper of time, with her shifting phases. Kenzie pretended to ignore those stolen glances in the hall of her ward. Men with empty eyes, few with eyes of that dark blue fire that sent a tingle down her spine. Her chastity depended on her ignoring them. And now, in the presence of Brother W she could not hide. Too many nights with her own fingers deep inside that small opening up into to her pelvis, desperately trying to find that end of her story, only to be met with a sullied and lackluster denouement, powerless to seal her own fate. Yes, maintain eye contact, even metered breathing to an inner metronome. She could lie. She could lie convincingly. If only for this moment, God would forgive this sin, because without this lie, she would implode inwardly upon the fulcrum of her deepest, most violently suppressed desires. Necessary. Yes, Brother W. I keep the law of chastity. I hold to the iron rod, and I keep the course. I have never touched myself. Perfect. That feminine, high-pitched lilting quality at the end of myself. Innocence. She injected it, almost breathlessly, into those syllables which would either vindicate or trap her. He had the audacity to smirk, and on cue, she kept unraveling. Her ruse was failing. I have never been with a man, either. Oh, Brother W asked. Yes, you don't believe me. I am not lying. I believe you, Kenzie. 
And I think that wraps this up. This is the end of your interview, and your temple recommend is renewed. You may go. Kenzie let out a relieved sigh. The energy of this meeting was foreign and dizzying. She wanted to escape as soon as possible. And yet, although she strayed up in her chair, as if to leave, she paused clasped her hands on her lap. Brother W. Yes. Why did you ask me these things? As if you were fishing for a different answer. He gasped. First at shock, and then amusement. Fishing. Yes, fishing. Probing. Clearly, you expected something more from my answers. What are you doing? This is dangerous. An escape route handed to you with proverbial bells and whistles, and you were tempting this. Beast, her inner voice chided. She didn't care about the repercussions of danger. Once again, he smirked, but with a more sinister mask than last time. I did. Yes. And then came that moment. That ancient, inexplicable moment when the prey makes eye contact with her predator. The knowing of being bested, outwitted, was any moment of release. As satisfying as this, was this freedom. Kenzie, the Melchizedek priest who gives me the authority to execute both provide and to judge with a wise and firm hand. You understand these precepts? Yes. You understand what you're asking me for? The boss, his severe glance held her hostage, giving that merciful illusion of choice. And yet, at some unknown inflection point, she knew what her answer was, what she needed. Brother W stood up. He wasn't a large man or physically foreboding, but his eyes. His forest green eyes were fixated on her. They were wanting, needing. Kenzie knew what he wanted. Please, take me, teach me, Brother W she whispered breathily. Brother W walked around the desk and then squatted down at eye level with Kenzie in her chair. She was gripping the armrests and could not remember nor cared at what moment she began clinging. Nails deep and desperate. Into them. I am not going to take you, but I will teach you. I respect the dominion of the future man lucky enough to take you into the temple with the promise of cherishing you for all eternity and his will on you. But I will teach you. All you need to do is stay in the chair. Kenzie. Brother W walked up to her, towering over her. I will teach you. I have watched you for so long. How precious you are, rarer than rubies, or I suppose given your green dress, rarer than emeralds. Ha, I wonder, can I fool a city from the power of your radiance? Cast an illusion of the man, I wish I was. And will you travel there with a scarecrow, a metal man, and a lion in tow? He smiled. He was full of admiration, this time, instead of amusement. She chuckled, matching his mirth at the reference. Do you know how special you are, Kenzie? The banality of this world. Well, never mind that now. He knelt, making eye contact with her, in the chair. Are you sure? I want your consent. Not as a leader of the church. I want your consent to something more ancient than roles. Do you? Understand? Kenzie. Yes. Her voice was still thready and yet more breathless. Okay. If it is too much, please promise me you'll tell me. Yes, Brother W. She obeyed. Good girl. He placed his left hand on her right thigh, but instead of tracing up, he moved down. Slowly, along the fabric of her dress, meeting the hem, until he met the skin of her goose-fleshed calf. He stroked up and down the length of her calf, until he came behind the back of her knee. She whimpered, Is this too much? Should I stop? And no, you can keep going. She gulped, Just keep going. I will tell you if it's too much. Trust me. Yes, Kenzie, trust. He grasped her right hand, looked into her eyes, and granted the most worshipful kiss on the back of her hand. 
Stay with me, okay? Yes, Brother W. She had abandoned any paltry defense she may have had at her disposal. He returned with both hands to the back of her knee, slowly tracing, turning inwards and tracing up her medial, fleshy thigh, teasing and promising to met her wet sex with her fingers but never quite reaching that point. She was half slump, fully surrendered into the back of her chair. He persisted and returned to the top of her thighs, reaching forwards and to her lateral side towards her hip bones. The base of the hourglass. Kenzie, your body is exquisite. I can't see you, but the way you feel is such a gift. Now, with both hands involved, grasping her hips underneath the dress, he slowly moved his way onto the bases of his riptages. Her skin had long ago erupted into goosebumps, and her breathing was shallow and audible, a quicker tempo than her usual slow, even keeled breaths. The tips of his fingers met the harsh underwire of her bra, so he moved downwards and kept tracing the parabola of her small waist. Thumbs over his upper ABS, kneading in a wanton old Serengeti beat, lightly tickling the top of abdominal muscles with the end of his nails, never marking, only suggesting and teasing. Of course, please, she begged, please touch and want me. He chuckled and moved his hands underneath her dress to the top of the cups of her bra. Sneaking his fingers underneath the satin cups, he stole movements onto her sweet, unsullied flesh. The perfect consistency, firm and soft, supple yet compliant. These breasts were ethereal contradiction in the flesh. He couldn't see them, yet imagine they were pale vanilla and know they would be sweet on his tongue. With no resistance to the urge to resist need, he turned his palms inward and deeper into her bra and over both of her pert and eager nipples. Kenzie's flesh was excited underneath, his hands lightly sweeping over her erect nipples. He pinched ever so gently, and loved hearing her soft gasp and corresponding hip wave into her chair, as if she were trying to sink into the leather seat and hide from him. If only, Kenzie, your breasts feel amazing. Truly, they are not for me to gaze upon, but they are perfection. I wish I could imprint the memory of their contour onto my palms. I have other plans for now, though. You see, when a woman is aroused, she becomes welcoming and wet. Do I have your permission to feel you? The quintessential you? She nodded, because that was all she could do. Her mind was gone. Still kneeling beside her, he returned his hands from underneath her dress and placed them on top of her lap again. He kissed the exposed part of the recess of her lower knee. You see, Kenzie, there are many ways for a woman to orgasm. You know of this, correct? Men can often be selfish in their pleasure when they spill their seed. But a woman, well, there are many roads to Rome. He gave another wry smirk. You know of your clitoris, yes. Vaguely, she gently gasped. Yes, with nimble fingers, or a tongue, you can find your release with that. Or, for some, within their sex, they can find release with penetration, and some women, with both. Do you understand? Promise me that you be unafraid in exploring those roads. After this moment when I will be a distant memory, you promise. He says these things so solemnly, like a desperate plea. Why does he sound so sad? She thought. Yes, I promise. Truth be told, she didn't fully understand what she was promising. Perhaps someday she would. He moved both hands underneath the hem of her dress once more, slowly over the inner soft flesh of her thighs. His fingers extended and fanned as his pace slowed. She could feel that she was wet and was waiting for that inevitable moment when he would discover his wetness for himself. She was lost. She felt his fingers trace her vulva and opening. Kenzie, you are dripping. It is fantastic. 
Open your eyes and come back to me now, he commanded. She opened heavy eyelids, and his brought his hands back towards his face from underneath her dress. She saw her own stringy, clear wetness on his fingers. Had she really made that? He grinned with immense satisfaction, and, before she could think about what he was doing, he brought his fingers to his mouth and slurped up her wetness. Mm, he purred. Um, uh, you would want to taste me. I mean, you think I taste. Good, she babbled, uncharacteristically sheepish and shy. She felt ruined in the most delicious way. Oh, sweet girl. You can't imagine how fresh and sweet you taste. How many men would fight to taste you even for a second? Should I continue? No, this is wrong. Sinful. Yes, please, brother W. He smiled, rested the side of his on her knee, and once again traced her inner thighs towards her vulva. She moaned as he slowly traced her opening, as he only has his hands to guide him as she was still wearing her dress. Kenzie, can I please explore you with my fingers? You can say no at any time. I do not wish to intrude on you. Yes, please, brother W. She whimpered out of choked desperation and heat. Hum, once more onto the breach. Then, he jested and smiled warmly. For the last time, he moved spanned his hands and moved towards her pussy. He took his left index finger, traced her opening, and entered her. Her whimper only coaxed him on. With his finger inside, he rotated his wrist in alternating clockwise and counterclockwise motions. She was tight, warm, and seeping wet. Kenzie, you are just as I expected. He did not elaborate and left her to her moans and silent questions as she began grinding her hips downwards and side to side in her chair. He began thrusting his finger inside her, alternating tempos, until he found the pace she liked. She clenched down hard on him, until with enough thrusting she started pulsating with his tempo. Aye aye, she yelped. Yes, that's it. Let go. He fingered her for several minutes more, turning his wrist palm up and tapping against her G-spot while rubbing her clitoris with his thumb. Brother W knew she was close. When she felt herself grinding her hips into his hand, he felt the weight of the world on his hand. What a privilege. This beautiful young woman giving him such trust. She released, a small jet of clear fluid releasing itself onto her palm. Kenzie was partially slumped in her chair, and she saw only stars and halos intermingled with and around green eyes. I feel so. Lightheaded. You have time to collect yourself. We are safe here. He grabbed tissues from the desk and started wiping her thighs. He stole a kiss, and when she shuddered and moaned, he took more and lapped up the reaming fluid between her thighs. You taste so sweet and musky, Kenzie. Whichever man is lucky enough to have you in the future, make sure he appreciates the way you taste and feel. You sweet, precious girl. After some time, when her pupils shed their lusty blackness and shrunk back down to their normal size, he helped her out of chair and gave her a water bottle. Brother W is this. Is this what you do with your wife? Sister W. I mean, she is so beautiful. She is so lucky. Kenzie gasped. He stiffened his shoulder and avoided her gaze for several moments as if he needed to gain composure. A defense from pain and disappointment. No, Kenzie. She does not want this. He did not elaborate any further. Kenzie straightened her back trying to make her frame larger and more foreboding. What? That can't be. Kenzie, I'm sorry. Your interview is done. You have been found to be worthy. More than worthy, in fact. You can conduct your temple duties, as is what is required of you. There are men who look at the world with such haunting severity. Not every man can inspect and judge in such a way. It is a dark glance, but he possessed it. Kenzie, 
He spoke in a commanding tone. I will help you however you can with anything you need. Any questions or advice, I will be happy to help you. Please, just don't speak of this to anyone. I promise. She meant it in that moment. Sinful secrets are the sweetest. That was one hot story from our friend. Make sure to rate and subscribe to be notified for future uploads. Thank you to the Patreons that help this podcast run smoothly. You have been listening to our Friends Erotic Stories.